Jiddu Krishnamurti lived from 1895 to 1986 and was an Indian philosopher, speaker, and writer. He has been a very positive influence in my life. And I wanted to do an interview with him. That is uh, a pretend interview. Uh, this is hopefully one of many such interviews that I will do with various people that I think are a great positive influence for the world um, by taking some of their speeches and pretending that I'm interviewing them. So today's um, material comes from a series of talks that he gave in Sanen, Switzerland in 1977 on various topics. And today's topic is about psychological security. Please enjoy our interview. Mr. Krishnamurti, thank you for this interview. Um, today, I want to talk with you about fear and people's need for security. Uh, you like to make people aware of what goes on inside themselves, mostly unconsciously. So can you start us off by telling us about the type of security that people are longing for and where they are looking for it? So we are concerned with the desire to be secure and psychologically as well as physiologically, and in that desire to be secure, we create all kinds of illusions, which we talked about, illusions, in the future, there is the old theory that God, divinity, descends on earth and helps man to grow, to evolve, to live nobly. That's the old tradition of all of the countries in the East and also in a different way in the West. In that, there is a great deal of comfort, great deal of feeling that you are at least secure in something, that there is somebody who is looking after the you and the world. This is a very old theory, and you know all about it. It has no meaning whatsoever. Because the future, whether the teachings are the future or for some kind of utopian outlook, for the future is made by the present, obviously. What one is now, unless there is a radical transformation, the future is a modified continuity of what is. We talked about that. May I go on? Am I? So, to realize that the things that thought has put together, in those there is no security whatsoever. I wonder how many of us really understand this. 
how many of us have gone into it sufficiently, intelligently, rationally and sanely to find out for ourselves if there is really any structure, either in the future or in the past or in the present, if there is any structure whatsoever, philosophical, religious or ideological or economic and so on, whether there is any kind of security in that. And to find that out, there must not only be the clear thinking, logically, sanely, rationally, objectively, but also that very thinking, that very reasoning, if it is pursued very deeply, begins the awakening of that intelligence. Yes, I'm looking for this intelligence myself. Um, but we have at least some degree of intelligence. Um, maybe you might say we are like children who have some desires and are not aware of them. Um, but we have parents to guide us. So is that a, a good thing or should we be more self-sufficient. Thought seeks security in authority. There is the authority of the surgeon and there is the authority of tradition, the guru, the bishop, the pope and so on. There are the two, two authorities well established in the world. The authority of the of the dictator, the totalitarian authority, and all that. Now, we must go into this very carefully because we're going to find out if there is any kind of security in authority, religious, economic, or psychological. Okay, so as we grow up, we keep a lot of the beliefs and habits that we develop as children, like depending on parents and others to help us and to tell us what is right and wrong. Um, so what can we change? What do we need to do? Authority dictates, lays down religiously and psychologically a, a system, a method by which or through which you will find security. This is well known and so we're going to go into all this question whether there is any kind of authority, psychological apart from technological medicine and so on, if there is any kind of psychological authority whatsoever. Because if we if we see that there isn't any security, any authority, including speakers, then we're going to find out that it's possible to live without any guidance, right, without any control 
without any effort. This is asking a tremendous lot. Right? Because we are educated, conditioned to accept authority. Because that's the most convenient and the easiest way to live. Put all our faith, all our trust in somebody or in some idea or in some conclusion or in some teaching and give ourselves to that hoping that we shall find some deep satisfaction, deep security. The guru, whose teachings have done all the work and you just have to follow. Now an intelligent, a fairly aware, awakened, you know, in the normal sense, objects to that, totally. It's, you would, living in a free country like this, where there's freedom of speech and so on, you would, you would object tremendously to, to a totalitarian state. But you would accept the authority of psychologists, the guru, the teachings that, are, that will promise you something marvelous in the future, but not now. You'd accept all that because it's very satisfactory. So we are going to demolish all that. If you are willing. Because otherwise you won't, you will not be able to awaken that intelligence of which we are talking about. I see we, we have the opportunity to grow and to change our views, but we usually prefer to take the easiest way out, which is to stay dependent and to just do what we're told. Where there is authority, psychologically, there is conformity. To conform to that pattern set by another through various sanctions and or the authority of your own, which you have experienced, which you have felt, and from that conclude and have security in that conclusion. You're following all this? So is there any authority, any security in a psychological authority, in any teaching. You following all this? In any teaching, including what the speakers' teachings, the so-called various religious teachings, and the gurus, top gurus, you know, all that stuff. So is there any security in all that? And yet, if you observe, millions and millions are following that, that path, that way of thinking, hoping, eventually, someday, in some future life or somewhere, there's going to be security. Now, we are going to question 
and ask ourselves if it is in it there is any kind of truth. Okay, you're making it more clear for me to understand my need for security and why I look for it in authority figures. What can I do to stop looking for psychological security in a person or idea? It's your responsibility, as well as the speakers, to go into this question very, very carefully, to find out whether one can live in daily life, a non-conforming life, non-imitative life, not following any particular tradition, Because if you, are, if you have got a tradition, a, a sanction, a pattern, you will invariably conform to that, consciously or unconsciously. So we are asking whether it's possible for a human being, fairly awake, fairly intellectually or alive, seeing the problems of the world, because the world is based on this, on authority, whether the authority of Lenin or Marx or uh, whatever they are, or the authority of some extraordinary self-assuming guru. So we are going to investigate into this, so the mind can be free to find out the truth of this matter, so that you never, under any circumstances, conform to any pattern, psychologically. When you are conforming to a pattern, religious, psychological, or the pattern which you have set out for yourself, there is always a contradiction, right? The pattern and what you are. I hope you are following me. May I go on? The pattern and what you actually are. And so there is always a conflict, right? And this conflict is endless. If you haven't got one pattern, you go to another pattern. We are educated in the field of conflict, because we have got ideals, we've got patterns, we've got conclusions, beliefs and so on. So there is always conflict when there is any kind of pattern, pattern which you have created for yourself or the pattern given by some so-called illumined person. An illumined person, if he is at all illumined, will never have a pattern. Right?
because if you have a pattern, you are never free. If you have a pattern, you are never, you don't know what compassion is. If you have a pattern, you are always battling, battling, and therefore giving importance to yourself. Then the self becomes extraordinarily important. The idea of self-improvement. So, is it possible to live without a pattern? The pattern being tradition, a conclusion, an ideal, a future assumption that there is a divinity which will help you in the future to evolve and so on, you know, all that business. Now, how are you going to find out the truth of this? I certainly have many patterns in my mind. Are they what is keeping me entangled with authority figures? Now, how are we going to investigate it? Because all our educated backgrounds, consciously or unconsciously, is bound by this tradition of obedience. Obey. They know better than you do. Therefore, the wise, the aristocracy of the wise is the salvation of the foolish. This is a good old, you know this, you have heard about this. So, how are we going to go into this problem? Which is your problem, the human problem. With what capacity do you investigate? Investigation implies the mind must be free of cause and effect. Mustn't it? You understand? To investigate, there must be freedom from motive. Right? I wonder if you see this. No? I want to investigate the question of the authority. My background says you must obey, you must follow. And in the process of investigation, the, my background is always projecting, right? Is always distorting my investigation. So can I be free of my background, so that it doesn't interfere in any way in my investigation? Okay, it's becoming clear to me that obedience is dangerous. Uh, what, what comes next? Are you prepared to investigate this whole question of psychological, external, or imposed authority of human beings by other human beings to find the truth of it. Which means to find the truth there must be no motive, no 
calls for the investigation into the truth of authority. You understand this? I wonderfully. This is asking a tremendous lot, isn't it? Are we prepared for this? Or are we all too old? Doesn't matter. If you're too old, it's your affair. If you're not intense, it's your affair. I want to find out the truth of it as a human being. Not now. I've, I've gone through all this for the last 50 years, so I'm out. Doesn't mean a thing to me or any authority. But I'm assuming, say, as a representative of a human being, I say to myself, I want to find the truth of this matter, which is, whether one, life, whether one can live a life without any conformity, without any conflict, without having a goal, a purpose, a projected ideal, which all create, bring about conflict. You understand it? Right? The intensity of the investigation depends on, your, on the urgence to find the truth of it. To have tremendous energy to find out. Most of us dissipate this energy – goodness, how hot it is! Most of us dissipate this energy through conflict, right? What is and what must be. If we see that what must be is an escape or an avoidance of the fact of what is, or thought incapable of meeting what is, projects what should be and uses that as a lever to, to remove what is. You follow all this? Obviously. So, is it possible to look, observe what is without any motive? To change it, transform it, to make it conform to a particular pattern that you or another has established. I want to better understand what is and distinguish it from my expectations about what should be. How can I get there without getting distracted or deceived? You are together, we are going to investigate into this question of authority and see the truth of it. Not opinions, not judgments, not uh, it is necessary or it is not necessary. See the truth of it and therefore be totally free of authority. Authority of a book, authority of a priest, authority of psychologists with their latest desperate inventions, and so on, so on, so on. 
I said, to investigate there must be no motive, because the motive will, dis will dictate what you will dis discover. If there is a cause, the effect is, is dependent on the cause. So you, the, the effect is not the truth, is not a reaction. So can your mind be free of every motive to investigate? Whatever will happen at the end of it, which means can you be free of this authoritarian education that one has received from childhood and that, and that freedom can only come into being when there is the present necessity and the urgency of urgency to find out the truth of the matter. Therefore the background fades away. You, you see the because I'm, if I am very intense to understand what you are saying, I forget myself. I forget I am a Hindu, Christian, Buddhist, all my background. I am really interested to understand fully what you mean. Therefore the whole thing disappears, the background. The motive is not because I am interested to find out. You get what I am talking about, some of you? So, the intensity is necessary to investigate and that intensity can only come into being when there is no cause and no effect and therefore no reaction. I don't know if I've reached the kind of intensity that you are talking about. Um, I know that suffering certainly motivates me to take this matter seriously and to put all my attention into it. So if you are at all serious to find the truth of it, you must observe. Observe not outside as it were, but observe why you have authority. Why you accept to obey somebody. with a beard, with garlands, with, you know, all the hula around it. Why you, are, why you obey? Psychologically, you obey a surgeon when he, when he tells me I've got cancer and he says, look, oh boy, you have got to go on a life and he has taken x-rays and all the rest of it and shows me how close I dangerous it is, I naturally obey. That's a natural, self-preserving instinct. But the other is not self-preserving instinct, it's a cultivated instinct, it's an educated instinct, it's a conditioned instinct. So. Why were we, grown-up human beings, so-called civilized, obey? I'm not talking about law, the policeman and all the rest of it. Psychologically, why is it that we obey? 
Is it because in that obedience to an authority there is deep-rooted desire for security, or we think there is security in that? In obedience to some person, idea, authority and so on psychologically, we hope to live a life without, <coughs> without conflict, without any kind of uncertainty, which is very, very, very disturbing, leading to neuroticism. So <coughs> being already psych psychologically neurotic, one gives oneself over to somebody and be dictated what to do. Aren't you doing that? So in that obedience there is the root, <coughs> the root of the desire for satisfaction and security. Please see this. And is there security in any teaching, teaching, in any idea or in any person? You understand? You have to find out. Right. So how can I get rid of my instincts to obey any authority figure? So in investigating rationally into the question of authority, if there is any form of obedience, because in obedience there is security, <coughs> when you see that in that very obedience there is great illusion, then you drop obedience instantly. You understand what I'm saying? Do you actually observe, are you aware, as you are aware if of your heartbeat or your pulse, or how, are you to so deeply aware that in any form of obedience there is not only division, but there is conflict, there is imitation, conformity, and therefore endless trouble, which ultimately leads to various kinds of illusions. Right? Do you see this? If you see this this morning, then it's over. Then you have dropped it. Then you will never, under any circumstance, obey anybody including Jesus or the Buddha or Krishna or whoever it is, including the speaker. Then you are a, as you are then you are a total human being representing the, all humanity, your consciousness has undergone a change, right? Which is undergone through the perception which is the awakening of intelligence. And that intelligence says finished forever this authority. Because you have finished authority, the awakening of that intelligence comes. You understand? And therefore it affects your consciousness.
from that one asks, is it possible to live a life without any pattern, without any goal, without any idea of the future, to live without conflict? Is it possible? Because we are educated to conflict, right? If I am this, I must fight it. I must suppress it. I must control it. Now, please listen. Is it possible to live without any conflict? The speaker says yes. And you might say, oh, Don't be silly. You are deceiving yourself, or you, have, you like to think you are living without conflict, but you actually are. And it's no good arguing with such a person because he's made up his mind. But when the speaker says it's possible to live without any conflict whatsoever, either he's speaking the truth, or he's indulging in some kind of hypocritical illusion. So you have to examine the, not only the illusion, the hypocrisy of oneself, and also find out if it is possible to live a life without conflict. Right? The speaker says, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Don't accept it. But then if you accept it, that becomes the authority, and you are back in the old game. Says it's possible. It's only possible when you live completely with what is. Right? With what is being, what actually is taking place. Live with it. That is, don't try to <coughs> transform it. Don't try to go beyond it. Don't try to control it. Don't try to escape from it. Just look at it, live with it. It's, it's so easy to fall back into the trap of following some voice, whether it's of a person or whether it's my own mind telling me what I should be doing, what I should believe, what I should follow. But I keep meditating to, to try to become aware of this and then counteract it by becoming more aware. To live with what is completely implies no conflict whatsoever. Therefore, there is no future as transforming it into something else. The very ending of it is the gathering of supreme energy, which is form of intelligence. You understand? So, 
at the end of this tour, communication with each other, are you really free from all authority? Free from all conclusions? Free from all sense of going towards something? Which doesn't mean you live in despair. On the contrary, There is only a despair when there is a projection of hope. When you are living with what is, there is neither future nor past. There it is. I wonder if you get all this. What time is it, sir? So can you? By having listened seriously, with care, hope, have discovered for yourself the truth that authority is the most destructive psychological factor. And therefore, when there is no authority of any kind, which is pattern, idea, and so on, you are living entirely in the world actually of timelessness, which is living with what is, in which there is no time. You understand this? Therefore there is a kind, there is an awakening of intelligence with which we are concerned, at least with which I am concerned, with which the speaker is concerned, and that by talking, by discussing with you, by going into it step by step with you, it is the intention of the speaker, it is the urgency of the speaker to awaken that intelligence in you. Thank you so much for going through this interesting topic step by step and making us more aware of what's going on inside of us, our need for authority in the hopes of finding security and how insane that is. And that the only real security, the only real psychological security is in the intelligence that you are uh, beginning to describe. I, I hope we can learn a lot more about this. So thank you.